Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another amazing chapter of the Book of Sean. I'm glad you tuned in. I got a great show for you. My dear sister is here, Shanaz. She is here. We're going to talk to her about her amazing journey um, through the vicissitudes of other people's issues and working her way back to the place where she is ready love and connection again. You're going to love her. I'm telling you. Wait till you meet her. Um, Here's what I know for sure. I know that love is hard. And I know that love is even harder when people call hurt love. Hmm? Yeah. See, sometimes you have to really be discerning and understand that what some people call love ain't love that what they call connection and relationship, that ain't what it is. It's nothing more than hurt, harm, and abuse. And once you work your way through that and then come to to the place where you're ready to receive what love really is, how do you do that? Tonight, my guest is a survivor of domestic abuse who is coming back to the table of love to figure out how to do it differently and to make sure that she enters in with a different intention and walks away with a different result on y'all. Hot grease already. Anyway, welcome to the show tonight. My sister, Janosh. <laughs> hey, Dr. Sean, how are you? Look at that smile. Wow. Prices, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, listen. I'm so glad to have you. Um, because this is a very different conversation than one that I've been able to have before. I talk about love all the time. I counsel couples and relationships all the time. But I don't think I've ever been able to talk to someone, at least on this platform, um, after they have survived domestic violence or abuse. And they're coming back to relationship, back to connection, um, so you give me and all of us an opportunity to look at this differently. So I cannot thank you enough for yeah. trusting me with this part of your story. Yeah, it's this was a long journey, but I mean, I made it out. Um, I would say that I dealt with a lot of mental abuse. Hold on, uh, hold, on, hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was just Sorry. saying thank you. No, 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 it's, 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 it's okay. Because I, I, want, I want to tell this story a certain way. And let me file this caveat before we start. Now, okay. you and I both know we can't talk about him, right? We can't right. mention his name. We can't give any details about him um, because that's not the focus. Um, 
I want to begin with this question. It's going to take you back kind of where you were going. Tell me how it started. How did the domestic abuse start? Um, it started, I guess, with, like I said, for me, it was a lot more mental than physical, even mm -hmm. though physical was um, a part of it. Um, but it definitely started with, I guess, breaking me down. So that was like the one thing. So once I get to a certain point, so how I don't feel as confident in myself where I, you know, can't go here and can't go here. Um, mm. It gets to where I don't know who I am at mm. the time. I, that's something, and I, I won't get into it now, but that's something that I still think about a lot. Like, why did I not trust myself? Mm which is something you know we're gonna come back to, right? Um, but stay where you are a little longer. And again, just just keep it at the level that you're describing it and we'll all stay safe and not sued. Um, because I wanna ask you this, because you said something I think is very powerful. Tell me how the relationship broke you down more. What did it do? What did it rob you of? Um, of freedom, it almost felt like I was being held captive, although mm. I was free to move around. Um, but there was always a consequence to an extent to mm. the freedom that, so it's like, I'm not saying you can't go here or go here, but it makes it to where you feel like if you do, you know that there's something that's going to happen after. Mm. Um, so it makes you feel very much so tied down and, and afraid to move or afraid to speak up and all of these things. And it made you question yourself ultimately, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Give, if you wouldn't mind, give me an example of how it made you, how did the abuse made you question yourself? Um, without, I guess, going into detail, um, I, it basically was just the constant, um, just like a constant reminder or like if someone tells you something every day and they like kind of ingrain it into okay, your head. Sanat, Sanat, stop, stop for a second. Cause I'm, I'm asking <clears throat> this question for the purposes of our process tonight. What about you did it make you question? Oh, um, it, it just made me question who I was as a person, who I was as a singer or mm. a talent, who I was as a friend to other people, um, who other people were to me. Um, mm. It made me question everybody around me because I was just being fed all of these different things. Mm. So yeah. what I hear is it made you question your value it made you question your giftedness. It made you question any other relationship that you had. And it made you question whether or not you were worthy of a life beyond that abusive relationship. Did I get it right? For sure, yeah. For okay, sure. Good. Yeah, that's, that's it in a nutshell. <laughs> okay, okay, good, good. So, so I'm going to ask you a similar question, but at the reverse end of the spectrum. And, and it's this. What was the moment that you decided to be done with it? And what gave you the courage to walk away? 
Oh, um, I remember. Oh, your um, face said had... shades. Your face said <laughs> yes. I love. I... If I... Wait, 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 wait. If I can put what your face just did in a bottle and sell it to black women, <laughs> there wouldn't be an insecure, bitter black woman on the planet. Woo, your face just lit up. What's the I story? Think... I mean, to I remember to the day, to the hour, like, when I finally just, it took me a minute to separate myself because I didn't, I, it, it didn't take me one day, but it took me maybe a few days to just make sure that everything was just completely cut off, that mm. they weren't able to contact me. So, um, but in that sense, it, I kept being told that I was, like, narcissistic and um, just all of these different apps adjectives that didn't describe me and it got to a point where I said I know who I am and this is I'm not that person mm. and it I don't know why it just clicked one day and I just said I'm not that person that you're making me feel like I am or projecting onto me and I at that point I just I, I just had the strength I don't know why it just all of a sudden it just something just clicked mm. and it took a but when it clicked, it clicked, and I just have never felt like I, it was just like the happiest moment, to be honest. Ooh, yeah. Listen, you're 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 in another you're in another part of the country than I'm in, so we're doing this yeah. via Zoom. But I can feel the energy yeah. like coming through the screen. And, and let, let me explain it to you. See, strength comes from freedom, and freedom comes from truth. And when you started telling yourself the truth, you got free. Yes. And the moment you got free, you got strong. Yes. Did I get it right? All, all of those things. And someone Listen. helped me. And I was told to just keep speaking the truth because I was always so scared. I don't know if this is, you know, premature, but I was always so scared to tell anybody. But once I started speaking it out and really listening to myself out loud, it really, really helped. Yeah. I, I, I told other people and it really, really helped me. It really yeah. did. Yeah, I love that. I'm so glad you got that advice. And I'm so glad the principle works for everybody. And, and if you're watching tonight and you're in a difficult situation, the principle works for you too. If you tell the truth, you get free. And the moment you find freedom, you find strength. Um, yes. So Sinaj, let, let me ask you this, because a part of First, thank you for all of that, because that was yeah. just an amazing um, foray into your life, your journey, your mind. But my question is, because a part of why you're here tonight is now that you've come to the storm, you're kind of yeah. ready to go back to the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I just... I don't feel like God gave me a talent to waste it, mm -hmm. and I feel all of that time I was, you know, kind of held captive to where I couldn't explore um, music the way that I wanted to or that I should have been. And mm -hmm. so now I'm finally free to do what I want when I want. <laughs> and, and hold on. One of the things that I hear that you're ready to do, which is why you're here tonight, is to yeah. date, is to, you know, hold hands again, right? Um, yeah. so, so, but here's my question. Um, have you been in a serious relationship since you left the relationship that hurt you the most? Um, I've dated, um, I don't know if I'm 
and serious things. Um, but for sure, I am still very nervous. Okay. But I also am not allowing it to hinder me mm -hmm. um, to the point where I shine other people off because of what one person did to me. And, and Sanaj, the nervousness is why you're here tonight. Because yeah. my goal is to is to not make sure, but to facilitate you on a path where the nervousness is not the dominant feeling. And I understand why you're nervous. Anybody listening to you tonight would understand why you're nervous. But right. I think by the time the conversation is over, you're going to have a few nuggets, a few drops of wisdom to be able yeah. to walk away with a different dominant feeling. Let me ask you this. Um, what's your deepest apprehension and fear when it comes to dating again? Um, I feel like I'm a very caring and giving person mm -hmm. and it almost hurts me that I feel like I can't care and give. I, I think that's the part that makes me nervous. Like, mm. I don't want to give too much. I don't want to care too much because how is it going to turn out? I don't want to miss the red flags. Even though I feel like I saw them, I ignored them. But I also don't want everything to me to be a red flag just to make sure I don't miss any. Mm. Um, so they're like all these little bitty aspects that all come together to make it like my mind go like a thousand miles a minute. Yeah, no, I understand that. But let me ask you this, because this is part of the process of getting you to a different place. Why did you ignore the red flags you saw the first time? Um, I was scared. I was, I wasn't... Of what? Um, oh, um, <laughs> not only, like, the threats made towards me, but to my family. And mm -hmm. it was just me trying to protect other people. And um, I honestly, there was just a lot of threats, and I was I, I was really really scared. And I finally, you know, got to that point where I said, "It'll just have to happen." <laughs> no, no, I, that I, that that's fair, and I'm I'm glad you said that. Um, but I think I'm asking something a little different. What I'm asking okay. is, before you ever committed or even put yourself in a situation where you, where you could be preyed upon like this. Did yeah. you see any red flags about this person before you even got connected to them? And I'm not asking what the red flags were. I'm asking right. if you saw those flags, what was it what was going on with you that allowed you to ignore them? Um beforehand, I actually don't think I saw the red flags, but okay. I also was very young. Okay. Well, the, well, listen, stop right there. That's the yeah. red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Being yeah. young was the red flag. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. No, you, you have such a sweet, honest spirit. Yeah. And my heart grieves that you've, that you, I don't know how old you are, but you still look really young to me. Um, yeah. That My heart grieves that you have had to know this you know, this pain at such a young and tender age. But here's something I can tell you about it. And that is that you are going to get some good out of this. Yeah. That you are going to get something from this that's not only going to bless you, it's going to bless the world. At the end of our conversation, I'm going to ask you about your song. 
um, that I think grows out of this. But it's not just music. There's something right. else. And I just feel led to say this to you. There's something else you're going to get out of this. Um, I want to hear more about your story. And I want to hear more about this dating situation now. Because I didn't come to this show tonight to prepare you for your past. I came to get you ready for your future. And when we come back, we're going to get to that work. We're right back right after this. Bam. I'm talking to my little sister. I adopted her. Sinaj. <laughs> Sinaj. So we've yeah. been sort of tracing our way through a very difficult time in your life when a relationship really was abusive on many levels. And here you are tonight, um, not just to talk about that, but also to talk about how you're making your way back to wanting to be in relationship and love again. And part of what, where we left off was you talking about what you fear. Say that again. Just give me that again, because that's where I want to start to do my work. Um, you said it before, but just reiterate. What is it that you fear as you go back to the table of love? Um, I fear that I can't be the person who I really am, which is a very caring and giving person um, because I don't want to be taken advantage of. Mm -hmm. And I also fear that I don't want to make everything a red flag mm -hmm. <laughs> just because I'm nervous um, allowing someone into my space. Got it. Got it. Perfect. All right. So let's do some work. Tell me who you were as a woman and as a human being when you were in that other relationship. I'm not asking you about the relationship or the other person. Who were you when you were there? Um, I was insecure mm. for sure. Um, Let's name was, Hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's name it. Insecure about what? Um, about myself. I've had a lot of problems um, just image-wise growing mm. up. Mm. So that added to it. Mm. <laughs> uh, not in a sense, but for sure added to it. Mm. Um, and that has really always been a big thing for me. It's kind of like putting myself out there. So it made me very insecure in um, just the way that I look, not maybe wanting to be seen. Um, mm. And not who I am as a person. Mm. It's so interesting because I actually have a little sister named Iris who is stunningly beautiful and has no idea that she is. <laughs> she has no idea how beautiful she is. And I'm wondering, have you suffered from the same condition, I'll call it? Because anybody <laughs> watching the show tonight would say, how in the world is Sinaj feeling insecure about, you are beautiful. And I say that as a brother, not as somebody, you know, on some whatever. You are a beautiful woman. Do you know that? Um, I know I get it a lot. <laughs> I'm working on No, no, on... no, that's the difference. You, I know you hear it. What I asked you was, do you know that? I, I feel like yes and no. Okay. I'm working on it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm working I... on, on, on looking and saying, oh, wow, look at her. <laughs> so that's that's where I'm at. When was the last time you did that? When you looked in the mirror and said, "Damn, you all right?" Um, 
<laughs> I don't know, to be honest. I couldn't mm. tell you. Mm. Sometimes I have a good, a good, a good day. I eat right, and I'm just like, okay, you do, you did good today. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, let, let, let me ask you this: Where did you learn to be so hard on yourself? How did you learn that? Um, I don't know. I'm. I, I don't know. I'm the oldest. I don't know if that has anything to do with anything. Mm-hmm. But I kind of feel like it does, in a sense, um, of maybe um, just, I don't know if I ever really, I feel like I always had to, my parents are very supportive of me, but I also Mm -hmm. felt like I always had to be my own advocate. Mm -hmm. So, so maybe, I don't know, I don't know where where it comes from. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You talked about feeling invisible a little while ago. Can you say more about that? Um, I guess with in my situation, I've I've always felt like not heard mm-hmm. in this. Um, I'm a pretty reserved person. Um, <laughs> but then. I sometimes I become too reserved and then it kind of all bottles up and festers. And I can say that I've been a lot better at that, but definitely in that last situation, that is what happened. And writing songs is definitely a way that I can kind of get all of those feelings out Mm -hmm. um, to to feel more seen and to to allow people to know that like they aren't alone. Well, and and in this case, more importantly, to allow you, yourself to know that. But but yeah. here, here, here's what I want from you. Give me a list, and I'm doing this on purpose. Give me a list of all the things that were wrong with your former self that she needed to fix before she was in a relationship with anybody. Um, I think just self-identity is mm-hmm. just like a thing. Um, own it, um, own it. Big thing for me. Say that. Big thing for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, knowing myself, knowing my worth, who I am or who I was. Mm-hmm. I feel like it's always been an issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so before bringing anyone else to my space, um, I guess over the years, I've realized like I have, you know, ups and downs. I realized maybe how um, how intense it is. And then mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, I'm cool for like mm-hmm. a second. Got it. So, so, so here's my question again, because I'm building towards something here. As yeah. you think about the woman that you used to be when you were in that very difficult time, can you say that you are a very different woman now? Yes, I for sure. I have a lot of work, but I still feel like I've made a lot of changes. Um, and I feel like just the feeling that I got just taking back my power from that situation mm-hmm. to me, like, <laughs> it's not the most incredible feeling I've ever felt. Like, definitely top two. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're going to talk about that because every time you mention that, you glow. <laughs> And there's no way I can ignore the shine. The shine is major, right? But I want to address your dis-ease. I want to address your your sense of apprehension, which anybody 
having come through what you have come through would have. And I've been asking you about your former self, your former self, right? I keep making that distinction between her and you. And it, it's for this reason. What you choose at one stage of your life represents almost entirely who you are because we draw into our lives the people who ultimately mirror back to us how we feel about ourselves. I've been asking you about this distinction because I'm under the impression that who you are tonight is not the woman that you were when you were in bondage. The point being, who you attract at this stage of your life will be fundamentally different than who you attracted in the beginning. And what you have to trust is not them. What you have to trust is you. Right. What you have to trust is that you don't show up with the same insecurity, the same brokenness, the same invisibility, right? And the lack of self-worth. If you have worked on that, then who you bring in will mirror back to you how you feel about yourself. So here's my yeah. question. Have you, are you, let me ask it in, in, in a processing sense, are you working on those issues and finding victory in those areas? Yes or no? I'm in the middle. <laughs> I, I love, I love the honesty. I love that. I love that. I, so I, what's the middle? I, I'm just trying to build, just to um, build my life, put my life back together. Because mm. um, it was, I, I give myself just a little bit of grace because it was such a long time that mm. I know that change won't happen overnight, but I'm trying my best. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I'm, I'm, this, is, this is good. This is good stuff. You are the reason <laughs> I woke up this morning. Because um, I'm going to give you some advice. You ready for this? Yes. Don't date anybody. I like that advice. Yeah, no. You need time to make sure that what you are drawing to yourself reflects what you actually want. And you are still on a process for healing and deliverance and whatever words you want to use. And you need this time to heal, forgive, and make improvements on the woman that you are. And other people sort of getting in the way all that is ultimately going to delay your greatness. Now, I'm not saying right. you don't talk to people and go out. I mean, that's, all, that's fine. But I'm saying a serious commitment, uh-uh. I'm your uncle now. I moved from being your brother to your uncle. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm Uncle Sean now. And here's what I'm telling you, uh-uh. Because you will not trust your choices until you can trust yourself. And you're I, not and you're not there yet, right? Right. Right. There yeah. you go. There you go. Okay. 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 This is so good. This is so good. Tonight, this is so good. All right. So let's do this. Let's do this. Um tell me, okay, tell me how you feel hearing me tell you you're not ready yet. Um, I agree, like wholeheartedly. Mm. Um, I feel like there's a lot of work that needs to be done on my end. Mm. I I know that I need to know what I want and I don't need to try to 
I can't say fill a void because I don't, I also don't feel like that, but, but sometimes there is someone that you're talking to all the time or, you know, I, I don't need that <laughs> right well, now. Well, well, hold, hold on, hold on. Let me say this. You're going to have that. Right? Yeah. I, I, I say this to my son. I have two sons. I say this to them all the time. Don't try to live your whole life in two weeks. <laughs> you, you, you are going to have that. You are going to have love, commitment, relationship, family. Whatever it is you want, you got time and you're going to have it, okay? There, there's, there's nothing standing in the way of that. The key thing, and what I love about you, what I love about your story, is I hear you telling me and the world, I want to do it right this time. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because I don't want to waste my time. Mm. Be, I won't, don't want to be back in a situation like that. I don't want to lose myself again. And mm. I want to focus on important. Um, and I want to regain... Um, the time that I lost. Yeah. Listen, I'm going to take a break. I want to keep you, though, because I got a few more questions. Can you stay a little longer? Of course. Okay. I want to keep you because I got some questions I want to ask you about what you want and what you're looking for. I got to make sure you got the right <laughs> things on the list, all right? Can't have my niece walking out of here without thinking about that, clearly. But, but right. I want to say this to you before I take this break. Um, I think and I know that when you come into your strength, your choices will reflect the power that you have. That last relationship you chose in weakness and in brokenness, and it reflected the weakness and the brokenness that you had. But this next time, when you sit down at the table, you're gonna sit high and not low. <laughs> Let's take a break. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. I'm talking to my little sister slash niece slash new best friend, Sinaj. Hey, Sinaj. Hey. <laughs> so, okay, we've been talking about love and relationship after abuse, after you've come through an abusive relationship, abusive situation. How do you get back to the business of wanting to be with someone and trusting yourself as you do it? Um, which is, of course, your journey and why I'm so honored to have you here tonight. Um, but I want to I sort of flesh it out a little more. Tell me what you're looking for in a man. <laughs> I'm, your, I'm your father now. <laughs> Go ahead. Okay, when the when the time is right, <laughs> um, I I just want someone who's honest and mm. caring, and one big big factor for me is safety. Like I want to feel mm. safe, person. I I don't want to question intentions. Um, when mm. it comes to my safety around them or if we're out around anybody else. Mm. Now, now, hold on one second, because that's a double-edged sword, okay? I've known a lot of women who went into relationships looking for security and safety, and they got that, but they also got some things that they ignored because he made her feel secure and safe. Mm. You see? Yeah. Don't, don't let your experiences compel you to put more of an emphasis on that okay. than it needs to have. It's good. It's important to feel safe. Absolutely. Security is also good. But don't want that more than you want 
the other things you said, which is honesty, and I think you said compassion, right? Yeah, pretty much yeah, kind. Yeah. And, and, and just, just for comparison purposes, how is that different than what you looked for before? What were you looking for before? Huh? Be honest. No. Tell the truth no. and shame the devil. Huh? I wasn't looking for anything. I don't think and, I had it. And that's exactly what you got. Nothing. Yep, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, everybody, that'll preach, okay? So now it's not a church girl, but I'm a church boy. That'll preach. If you ain't looking for nothing in particular, that's what you're going to end up with. Someone yes. who is not about anything in particular. So now that, that was better than you thought it was. Okay, um, let me ask you this. What are your dating expectations? Now, again, we both agree you need to take time. But when yeah. you're ready, what are your dating expectations for yourself? Not him, you. Oh, um, to give it time mm. to anything. Um, and just number one is to trust myself. Like, I have to get to know myself better to really trust my intuition and listen to myself and listen to how I feel and not or, uh, listen to like what I think. Cause sometimes how you feel and like, it's not matching, but I need to like think realistically. Yes. And yes. Not just yes. I jumped, I jumped in because we don't want to create a movie in our heads. Right. And invent a person. So give me a list. I, I, I wanted to make sure I asked you this question. What are some things about yourself that you're not willing to put up with? And as soon as you see yourself doing this, you know it's something is wrong and you have to stop. What are those things? Um, I'm not willing to be the um, the prime <laughs> financial. I'm not willing to be the financial stability of the relationship. You ain't willing to take care of nobody. Come on, say I, it. And I can't take care of nobody. There you go. What else? What, I, what, what are some more behaviors that you're not willing to accept from yourself? Um, I am not willing to um, accept knowing that someone maybe is being dishonest. Mm. Um, sometimes I feel like it depends on what it is. I'm like, oh, you're lying, but whatever. Um, <laughs> and I just am not willing to do that. Uh, right. To give, and I, I guess I'm just not willing to give up like my beliefs and um, the, just the things that I want for somebody else because they think I'm cute or something. <laughs> mm, come on now. You, th listen, this is the work. This is the work. This kind of conversation is the work. And it's going to move you closer to the healing that you deserve. Because healing is not a moment. It's a process. It's every day you move closer to the point where you feel like your real self. And right. I'm hoping and believing and praying that this conversation is pushing you further down that road. Let me ask you this. What would you say to all the men out there who are dating women who have been abused? Um, it takes time. Um, mm. If she hasn't done the work, then you have to be patient. Um, I know one thing for me is like the play fighting thing. I don't like it um, mm. and be cognizant of that because although it may seem minuscule to you, it's probably not minuscule to her. 
Mm, absolutely. And what would you say to all the women who are in abusive situations, but they're not ready to leave? It's not going to get better. Wow. Every time, it's, that's the last time it's going to happen. It'll never happen again. And it's going to happen again. And every single time it's going to get worse. So just get out while you can make a plan um, to do what you need to do to, and find and speak the truth. Mm. Find people around you who are willing to help you um, get out of your situation, um, but get out as fast as you can and as smart <laughs> as you can. Yeah, yeah. And I, 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 your your advice is so is so sage. It's not going to get any better. I know you wrote a song, and um, um, I forgot the name of the song. Tell me the name of the song that you wrote. Uh, the name of my song, uh, my most recent song is called Guess. Okay, um, yes, that's right, yes. Yeah, and it's, and it's more upbeat, more happy. We're not talking about the sad stuff, but basically um, this song is about having someone show you how they feel. You don't want to mm. guess. You be in the dark about it. I'm not trying to figure it out. Like, show me, like. Mm. Stop, stop, stop I, for a second, stop for a second. How does that song apply to you and how you treat yourself? Oh, how I treat myself? Mm hmm Yeah, mm. yeah. That that was the face yeah. I want. <laughs> right there. <laughs> right there. Because, and I'll tell you how. Because you said that in part the song is about not having to guess about how someone feels. And I want you to be able to look in the mirror and never have to guess about how you feel about yourself, where your feelings yeah. about yourself are so clear, so present, so always on the tip of your tongue that you never have to consult anybody else to give right. you any confirmation about how you feel about the woman you're becoming. I gotta let you go, but let me say this to you. I know you ain't a church girl, but that ain't my fault. We going to church. Here it is. <laughs> I am believing that you're going to have great things and big things and major things come into your life. I don't know why you had to go through what you went through. I don't, I don't have that kind of wisdom, but here's what I know for sure, that life ain't done with you yet and that love isn't finished with you yet and that the future is still reaching and calling for you and that you had something inside of you so strong that when everything else was trying to kill you, it said no. And something deep in the woman that you are gave you the courage and the power to get up and live. So when the night comes and the rain falls and the winds blow, you remember that what was inside of you was greater than everything outside of you trying to take your life. Mm. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Anyway, get off my show, Shanaz. Get out of here. <laughs> Thank you so much for allowing me to come. And I heard that you were vegan. I I can't believe that you are as well. Yes, I am actually. Yeah. yeah. So, so so we'll have to talk about that. You know, um, I am. I am. Although I have to admit, it, I struggle with cheese. Just for full disclosure, I struggle with cheese.
I always tell people I have a vegan dessert company called The Naked Bar. We're basically like um, a, a vegan dessert company specializing in raw veganism. But I tell people all the time, like, it's like been an eight-year journey for me. It took me a really long time to get to where I am. You, you, uh, well, no, you on a lot of journeys. Yeah, <laughs> Stop okay. all these journeys. Listen, I got to go. Thank you for being on. And um, I pray your strength. I pray your healing. And uh, come back and see me sometime, all right? All right, everybody, listen. When we come back, we're going to do some, um, am I still on? Do I still go? I think I still go. All right. So, so let, let's, that's my fault. Let, let's do some aha because I got a lot of aha moments from that. Um, Sinaj is amazing. All right. Um, what do you mean after the break? We're going to do the aha moment right now. Highly play the bumper. <laughs> Listen, um, great conversation with Shanaz. She is an amazing woman. I think her presence and her power and her future remain secure. It's amazing because sometimes we begin to believe that a certain time in our lives will dominate the rest of our lives when nothing could be further from the truth. It's just a season. It's just a moment. But see, what I learned from her is that you really have to give yourself time to heal. And you can't rush into something before you're ready, you know, to be a part of it. You know, she is, I think, an amazing example of how sometimes it's best to slow down and to breathe and to do your work before you invite somebody else into your situation. I hope that she's going to do that, and I hope that you're going to do it too. And it may not be dating, it may be something else, but all of us have an area of our lives where we need to slow down, do our work, and let the healing happen before we try to bring other people into our situation. You feel me? So don't rush. As I say to my sons, I say to you, don't try to live your whole life in two weeks. Don't ignore what you see because you feel like your clock is ticking. You'd much rather get it later then get it and have it try to kill you. <laughs> That's facts. All right, Hailey, let's do some Ask Dr. Sean. Play the bumper, man. You guys always send me amazing videos, and this one is no different. Let's take a look at it. Dr. Sean, my name is Tara Johnson. I'm 25 years old, and I'm from Birmingham, Alabama. And I'm coming to you today because I feel like I'm the type of person that's loyal to a fault meaning that I'm just too loyal to those who sometimes don't deserve it. I recently had a third falling out with one of my closest family members, and it's to the point where I just, I don't really want to make amends, but at family functions and stuff, it seems to be weird to my other family members because we were always so close. So they'd be like, y'all just need to make it right. But I'm not sure if I need to do that. So I'm just wondering, if someone crosses you three times, isn't that enough to just keep the situation dead, or do everybody deserve one more chance? Hmm. I'm going to answer that right after this break. Let's do some here's what doesn't make sense. <laughs> so apparently the pandemic, rather, affected society a lot more than we imagined, because in a recent study that was published in the Journal for Biological Psychiatry, uh, we were told that teenagers in the United States have had their brains altered by what happened during the, during the pandemic. 
The study analyzed MRI scans from 128 teenagers in this country. Half uh, were taken before the pandemic and half were taking, taken rather after 2020. And the researchers found out that severe symptoms of mental uh, health disease like anxiety and depression and what scientists call internalized problems were highly detectable. But most of all, what they found was that the brains of the teenagers had aged. And I don't mean matured, because being older and being mature are not the same thing. You do know that, right? But in the case of these young people, their brains age. I mean, like the content, the, the pattern, the way the brain, they function the way someone older, the way their brain would function. These teenagers were, had their brains functioning like that. And they also found out that the part of the brain that governs executive function, which is how we make decisions, had thinned. Interesting, right? No wonder teenagers were licking toilets during the pandemic. Their brains were, were altered. You see, this story is important because a lot of people do a lot of things for reasons that we don't understand. But the reality is they probably are struggling with things we don't know about. Not just the brains of teenagers that were altered during the pandemic. Everybody was. So if you're dealing with someone who happens to be getting on your nerves at a level that you're not used to, maybe give them a little slack because you don't know what part of them happens to be suffering. Because when you come through a storm, you are affected by the wind. How about that? Let's talk about what's going on in China, okay? So in China, people are protesting the zero COVID policy taken on by the government there. And protesters are calling on the government of China to relax the policy because as the people of China are saying, it's gone too far how we dealt with the pandemic and COVID before 2020 probably should not be how we deal with it in 2022, 2023. I'll never be the person to say that the pandemic is over. We don't have to. I mean, I, I know COVID is still out there, but we should function a little differently. In fact, the government of China has not relaxed any of its COVID policies. It still has a zero COVID policy, which means severe lockdowns, which means that they'll do mass testing. If they find one COVID case, they shut down businesses and schools. And they're still doing this as if, it, as if we're in 2020 or 2021. And maybe those policies were good before we had a vaccine or before we understand the understood rather the disease better, but that's not where we are. We have a vaccine and we have different understandings of how COVID works, to how we approach our, our, the business of living and our lives. It should be different. It really shouldn't feel like 2020. But there's always people, and the government of China represents it, there will always be people in your life who try to ignore the fact that the dynamics are different and the details have changed. Some people like to show up as if nothing ever happened and everything is exactly the way it was when nothing could be further from the truth. And the people of China are protesting because... Nobody, nobody's willing to accept somebody trying to make them feel crazy as if things aren't different. Don't let anybody come into your life and just sort of treat you like, oh, you know, it didn't happen. <laughs> when the dynamics have changed, 
and the details are different, people have to acknowledge the facts. Everybody, your mother, your father, your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, and your children. Don't try to have a relationship in December based upon the logic of August. Times are different. And relationships and people have to adjust and grow with that level of difference. What's going on in China happens to be a powerful and painful example of how some folks would like you to believe that their conception of reality means more than yours. But when you know that things are different and you know that you are different and you know that you are not the person you used to be, think about my guest tonight, Sinaj. One of the, one of the things I kept asking her was, how are you different from the woman you used to be? And I kept bringing her back to that because if you can't embrace anything else in your life, the one thing you have to be able to declare unequivocally is that I'm changed and that I'm different. And if you can't say that, it's not the fault of the world. And it's not the fault of white folks or black folks or any other folks. It's your fault, it's my fault. Because change is the gift. Transformation is the gift that you give yourself. I want everybody to feel it and to have it. And I want everybody who comes into your life to respect the transformation that you've achieved. Don't let anybody treat you like you are what you used to be. Who you used to be, the insecure person you used to be, whatever it was, don't let anybody, just because they know your past, try to hold you hostage based upon what they know. You've earned the right to stand in a full-length mirror and to be in love and to be enlisted with what you see. You've earned the right to declare your transformation and to have it be something that other people value. And the valuing starts with you. Because if you don't value your transformation, the rest of the world's not gonna value it either. I don't know what's gonna happen with the people of China. I don't know if they're gonna succeed in getting their government to, government rather, to acknowledge the facts. But I do know that what we can't change about the people of China or the government China, we can change about ourselves. Everybody in your life from this day forward, make sure they understand that you are better, that you are deeper, that you are truer, richer, and more powerful than you used to be. And if people can't get with that, let them get to stepping, because you only should have people in your life who can value what you've become. Thank you for tuning in tonight. What an amazing show. What an amazing journey. I'll see you next time. Let's do it again, people. <laughs> uh, be good to each other. I love you. If you are looking for the highest level of Lincoln luxury, look no further than Woodhouse Lincoln, Nebraska's exclusive Lincoln Black Label dealer. With advantages that extend beyond the driver's seat, your Lincoln Black Label SUV will be immersed in innovative technologies, luxurious interior amenities, and effortless maintenance. With Lincoln pickup and delivery, our knowledgeable sales team will curate the Lincoln SUV fit for your lifestyle. Explore the four Lincoln Black Label themes and view our inventory online at woodhouselincoln.com.